0: Today is the 24th of August, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name, as always, is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. I'd really trust you had a good weekend. It was very dank and wet here in West Yorkshire. Some beautiful sunshine in between the really heavy showers, but, you know, dank and wet. But actually, for us, it was a completely upside down weekend for all sorts of reasons primarily and I couldn't share this with you last week on Friday but on Friday the courts awarded the final adoption order which means that the two beautiful children that we were hoping to adopt are now finally ours. That's an amazing feeling to know that we've had these beautiful children in our house for nigh on a year and now they are going to be ours forever and they will forever have a forever home. Yeah, I was still processing that, but wow. Yeah, wow. If you are joining us for the first time, let me tell you that each episode follows a really simple pattern of a mixture of prayer, scripture and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Before we start, don't forget, if you would like to have a physical copy of the script in your hands, click the download the script button in the episode notes and you'll actually get a PDF of today's episode. If you'd like to support Walking The Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, again, the links are in the episode notes below. And finally, if you'd like to know more about me or the podcast, head to UK. Again, a link is in the episode notes below. I've said it in the past, but I'll say it again. Seems like everything is in the episode notes now. We always start each episode of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Gentle yet powerful, lowly yet almighty, shepherd yet king. In your gentleness, guide us. In your power, strengthen us. In your loneliness, Lord, strip us from our selfish pride, which only destroys us. In your greatness, God, lift us up that we might aspire to great things. Father, as a shepherd, you call us to be your your servants. As a king, you call us to be your royal priesthood. God who is our shepherd and our king, Christ who was crucified and is now risen from the dead, Spirit who comforts and empowers. Great One in Three, Holy Trinity, Today set us free to love. Amen. Romans 15, 7. Accept one another then for the glory of God, as Christ has accepted you. I'm a Methodist minister. It's what God has called me to. It's a denomination God has called me to, and I am called to serve a church and a denomination that claims to be inclusive. And on the whole, it is. It has statements on the evil of racism, human trafficking, homophobia, just to name a few. It encourages congregations to reach out beyond their walls to those in poverty, It has organizations that minister to the elderly, and so on, and so on, and so on. And yet, there is an irony in the fact that because I am a Methodist minister, it seems that I have, by default, excluded a huge portion of the population around me. Why? Well, all sorts of reasons, really. But perhaps some of the answer lies in the fact that we seem to want to put everything... In a box, we seem to want to make sure that everything must have a label. And the problem with that is a label indicates a position and positions become entrenched. Today's verse reminds us that we have a responsibility to accept others, irrespective of their background or their position. So here's your challenge for the day. As you go about your day today, Look at the people around you and just say quietly underneath your breath, I accept you as Christ accepted me. Simple. But take note of your reactions to those people and to your quiet prayer. Were there any that you couldn't say it to? Why not? Ask God to soften your heart and show you how you can accept and love others in the same way that Jesus has accepted and loved us. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings today. And in today's readings, we continue with Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let's ask God to speak to us through the Scriptures this morning, shall we? Loving God, you have given us Scripture to use as a tool, so today help us to use it. Lord, make us comfortable around it so that we have no problem using it as you intended. And bring Scripture alive for us, and remind us that it is your revelation to us. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Good News Translation, and today we're reading Galatians 2. Fourteen years later, I went back to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went because God revealed to me that I should go. In a private meeting with the leaders, I explained the gospel message that I preached to the Gentiles. I did not want my work in the past or in the present to be a failure. My companion Titus, even though he is Greek, was not forced to be circumcised, although some wanted it done. Pretending to be believers, these men slipped into our group as spies in order to find out about the freedom we have through our union with Christ Jesus. They wanted to make slaves of us. But in order to keep the truth of the gospel safe for you, we did not give in to them for a moment. But those who seemed to be the leaders, I say this because it makes no difference to me what they were, God does not judge by outward appearances. Those leaders, I say, made no new suggestions to me. On the contrary, they saw that God had given me the task of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, just as he had given Peter the task of preaching the gospel to the Jews. For by God's power, I was made an apostle to the Gentiles, just as Peter was made an apostle to the Jews. James, Peter, and John, who seemed to be the leaders, recognized that God had given me the special task. So they shook hands with Barnabas and me, as a sign that we were all partners. We agreed that Barnabas and I would work among the Gentiles and they among the Jews. All they asked was that we should remember the needy in their group, which is the very thing I have been eager to do. But when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him in public because he was clearly wrong. Before some men who had been sent by James arrived there, Peter had been eating with the Gentile believers. But after these men arrived, he drew back and would not eat with the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who were in favor of circumcising them. The other Jewish believers also started acting like cowards along with Peter, and even Barnabas was swept along by their cowardly actions. When I saw that they were not walking a straight path in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you have been living like a Gentile, not a Jew. How then can you try to force Gentiles to live like Jews? Indeed, we are Jews by birth, and not Gentile sinners as they are called. Yet we know that a person is put right with God only through faith in Christ Jesus, never by doing what the law requires. We too have believed in Jesus Christ in order to be put right with God through our faith in Christ, and not by doing what the law requires, for no one is put right with God by doing what the law requires. If then, as we try to be put right with God by our union with Christ, we are found to be sinners, as much as the Gentiles are. Does this mean that Christ is serving the cause of sin? By no means. If I start to rebuild the system of the law that I tore down, then I show myself to be as someone who breaks the law. So far as the law is concerned, however, I am dead, killed by the law itself, in order that I might live for God. I have been put to death with Christ on his cross, so that it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. This life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave his life for me. I refuse to reject the grace of God. But if a person is put right with God through the law, it means that Christ has died for nothing. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to pray. Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, voicemail, all the links are in the episode notes below. We would love to be able to pray with you and lift you up before God and share what you're going through because we are a community. I believe that we're starting to build a community here. I would ask us again if we can remember Dan and his family. We prayed for them last week. So as you go about your day, Just remember Dan and his family in your prayers, please. Let's pray, shall we? Father, thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for your provisions in our lives. Lord, you've given us so much, and we cannot imagine our lives in any other way. You've blessed us beyond what we could have imagined, despite us not deserving any of these blessings, and so we thank you for that. Lord, this is why we're on our knees praying before you. Sometimes we take our privilege for granted. And we know that we need to do more for those who don't have what we have in our lives. We know that there are those who don't have a roof over their heads. We know that there are those out seeking jobs and those who live in fear of losing everything. Lord, we know there are lonely and desperate people that are all in need of our love and compassion. And sometimes we forget about them, Lord. And so we come before you today to ask you for a reminder that we cannot just dismiss those around us. You ask us to care for each other. You tell us throughout your word about compassion and that there is such a great need that we can't ignore the help that we could be offering. Yet, Lord, we feel blind at times. We get so wrapped up in our own lives that these people become easy to dismiss, almost invisible. So, Lord, open our eyes. Please, Lord, let us see those around us who are in need. Compel us to listen to them, to hear their needs. Give us the heart to be interested in their troubles and provide for us the means to help them. We want to be compassionate. We want to be like you that had so much compassion for the world that you sacrificed your Son on a cross for us. We want to have that kind of heart for the world that we will do all we can to be a voice for the oppressed. And Lord, let us be the voice of reason to those around us, calling on them to show their compassion too. Let us be an example of you to them. Lord, help us to be the light that they are, that they see so that you come through. When we see someone in need, Lord, lay that person on our hearts. Open the hearts of those around us to create a better world by providing for those who cannot care for themselves. Give us the confidence in our actions, Lord. Let us be open to imagination so that it, the creativity we may need can flow easily and might not be suppressed by doubt. Let us be what others need, Lord. This is all we ask. Use us as a vessel of compassion to the world in need. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. walking the way.